Rolling from our problems contains some mature content. Content warnings are in the description below. Hi there, I'm Weston, I'm your DM. I'm Ryan, I'm Jinsol. I'm Jonah, and I'll be playing Lurk Grozix. I'm Robbie, and I'm Kogut. And we're rolling from our problems. A 5th edition, real play, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Our story takes place at the end of Cordia's golden era. The gods and the magic of the world weave a soft song of life that unerringly keeps their people safe and the land bountiful. But a discordant tone has begun to ring alongside that hallowed song, and the peace and prosperity of Cordia are in grave danger. So Kogut, you open your eyes, battered and bruised. Beneath you is a cold, stony floor, and out somewhere you hear a steady drip, drip, drip. You're in a prison cell with these polished white bars. Well, would you like to describe how your character looks first? I am a very small, yet intimidating, because of my clothing, (laughs) pirate owl. (laughs) (laughs) And I obviously have, like, very, very dexterous fingers due to my instrument playing ability. Do you have an eye patch? No. No eye patch. Not I have yet. two. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have an a eye patch choice. yet. That is... Not yet. Not yet. And I have two giant eyes that allow me to see into the beyond. Uh, and it's funny you mention that because <laughs> as you look around into this beyond, you see many other cells. Some of them are difficult to make out throughout the bars. Most of them are emptied. There's some blood spots in them, broken dishes and tattered pieces of cloth. In this cell with you is a frog-like humanoid. And across the way, you see Jinsoul. Would you like to describe how you look? Yes. So Jinsoul has pale gray skin, long white hair. He's about 5'6", 140 pounds. He looks just under the age of like a young adult. And he's just gonna be sitting, just sitting on the floor, head down, um, looking at the ground with his hair like covering his face. And in the sail past this little frog figure is an especially long shadow. (laughs) Would you like to describe how Lurk looks? So this shadow turns in a kind of bizarre fashion toward the two of you, Jinsel, and then uh, Krogert and... (laughs) Krogert, sorry. (laughs) Kogut. Kogut, my bad. (laughs) Kogut, in turn. Gogurt. And then (laughs) the shadow seems to step into the light, and you see it wasn't actually a shadow, but it was a massive seven foot, seven and a half plus foot bugbear who is just an absolute wall of flesh and muscle. He is covered head to toe in a dark gray fur. His eyes are completely black. His teeth are protruding from his lips and stained in an odd sort of bronzish color. He's got scars lacing his body. His arms, which are just as thick as tree branches, dangle down almost past his knees and he quietly clumps over to the bars and he puts his hands on them and he looks through and he says, Oh, hello there, gentle creatures. How are you? <laughs> are you? My name is Soloman Grozix, but uh, all my friends call me Lurk. Oh. And he smiles this really toothy, kind of freaky grin through the bars. The pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. I am Kogut. Kogut? No, Kogut. Oh, Kogut. Kogut, yes. Like, I think it means claw in a faraway land. Did they take your legs, Kogut? What? What? They're They're right here. And I stand up. And just, and you see my long, super, like, skinny owl legs. <laughs> oh, okay. You're really horrifying. <laughs> what about you, pale man? I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I don't either. I know too much. Robert. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Robert. You're, you're a robot? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Willy Bong, the Bullywug, and yeah. I'm drying out. Hmm, hmm. Can I, like, spit on you? Oh. Will that help? I'm dying. You you need water, right? I'm drying up. Will, will that help you? Okay, I'm going to hawk up a loogie oh. and loogie roll. <laughs> well, let's see. What would be a loogie roll, Kogut? Um, 
<laughs> a ranged attack without ranged proficiency? Attack? <laughs> no, I'm going to go for a... Would you like to make a medicine check with this spit? <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead and, and roll to spit on, on Willy Bong the Blue Wog. <laughs> Problem. There's no constitution one I can do. Okay. Uh, constitution is not a skill. No. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I'm going to roll for, for medicine here. Ten. Problem. <laughs> You're, why, why are you? Why have you done this? I, I thought it would help. You wanted more water. I need water, not uh, owl spit. Are, are they in the same cell together? Yeah, they're in the cell together. Okay. Can we try and. I'm gonna reach my hand out. And use press the digitation, and, I, and I'll say, "Here you go, Billy Wog." And I will press the digitation, a puddle of water in front of their cell. Okay, it's only Ooh. ten feet. <laughs> Ooh, a magic man! Oh, that's wise. I I can do that too. I just didn't think of it. Willy Bong <laughs> rolls slowly over to the cell and limply reaches out for it, and then turns back to Kogut and says, "I'm drying up." I'm going to. Cast the same spell on him. How much water are you able to create with Breast of Digitation? Uh, good question. Let's look it up. The best part of D&D. I doubt it's much. I doubt, it doesn't look like you can actually make water. It could be like harmless sentry effects like sparks, puff of wind, odd odors, little bits of fire. You can make You can clean our soil. Can make a shower of sparks. Can I not make a shower of water droplets? I'm pretty sure you can wet clothing. Yeah, well, you can soil it. So, I mean, I could say you could lightly moisturize him, but you can tell he's looking like patchy rough. Uh, Just yeah. kill him. So this bully wog looks over to you and goes, oh. Just end his miserable life. No, I'm no, dying. Let's... I'm dying already. No, let's try to Willy. Oh, Willy Bong. Uh, Willy Bong has craves... a gift. Yeah, and his tongue rolls out towards towards Kogan, and on it is a single lockpick. As you pull it from his sticky, drying tongue, I grasp it in my owl claw-like finger-like feather-like appendages, <laughs> and, and he he looks at you deeply in the eyes, and he says, "If if you make it back, my swamp." Tell the elder, it is still not safe outside. <laughs> Where? Where is this? Oh, oh no, no. I, I cast precedent digitation and I give him a water. I give him a little shower of you water lightly, droplets. You lightly moisture him and he says, please, just let me die. No, where is it? Where is this? Please, Billy we can Bay just, we can just find the a Billy Wog swamp. swamp. Run by the Billy Wogs. Where? What's no longer safe? The outside world. Didn't you get that? He said that. He's weak. Let him die. Uh, I, I'm agreeing with the pale one here. <laughs> if he's not strong enough to be outside of water when he needs it, then he needs to go back. Brubbub. He can't even like hold on to his own moisture. That's true. He is also sitting in a very small puddle of piss. <laughs> and he pissed himself. <laughs> Was not enough. <laughs> it was not very thick. Are you uh? Are you gonna use that lock pick or? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's a good idea. That, yeah, you're. That's smart. You're as wise an, as an owl. Here, uh, let me just try. Let's see. I think. Do you have proficiency in thieves tools? I don't know. I. Uh, it does not look like you have proficiency in thieves tools. You can still make a sleight of hand check. Okay, I'll do but that. But it just be a sleight of hand check. Excellent. Does a twenty. Do it. Yeah, you definitely reach over to this lock. Um, it's it's very smooth white material. It's very very hard, but you quickly manage to work this lock picking away. And this this lock seems to be very rudimentary, very basic. And it quickly opens, and there's this creaking sound as your door opens up. Oh great! I'm gonna push it over, push it open, and fly around in the hallway for a little bit and stretch <laughs> my wings. It's, it's a very short hallway, probably only about ten feet tall or so but yeah you could flutter around yep. yeah now i have room to go like back and forth a bit i'm like oh that feels good to stretch hey why don't you let the rest of us out to oh, stretch yeah. with you oh sorry yeah my bad <laughs> i was gonna let you out okay i'm gonna go for uh you're you're kind of close i'm gonna go for your cell next okay okay here we go I'm gonna try again oh wait i can just open it right is it is there no i would oh, probably no, you need had, a you had to roll for this one too yeah okay i'm gonna try to open <laughs> this one does a 14 open it no may i you you get the lock flick like... in there and you're jiggling it around and it doesn't seem to go. I'm gonna 
Lurk is going to reach out a huge arm, and <laughs> this lockpick looks very, very dainty in his hands. It disappears within his fur. <laughs> okay, it's a sleight of hand check, right? Right. If you have proficiency with thieves tools, go ahead and just make that advantage. I do have a proficiency in thieves tools. Does a 24 do it? That it does. The lock swings open again. And, and before you, the tiny Kogid is this huge lurking shadowy form. I'm going to say, thank you, You're welcome. gentle creature. And I'm going to like reach down and pat him on the head and say, <laughs> Hey, friends, would you like to <laughs> let me out too? I was just on my way to you, pale one. I turn my head all the way around 180 degrees and I'll be like, on our way. You should see a chiropractor. And then I turn myself all the way around again. What? I'm going to go and unlock Jinsol's <laughs> cell. That's not good. <laughs> Does a 11 open it? An 11? No. Can I try again? Uh, Was that with advantage? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, you can try again one more time. He watches the uh, the lock pick seems to be bending at this point and weakening. And it seems like this particular lock, for whatever reason, was stronger. Apologies, dear friend. This pick is a little bit uh weakened. It's all right. If it breaks, I can fix it. Oh, that's good. Okay, there we go. Does a 22? Yes, that opens it? the door. This one also creaks open. Very nice. Let us uh, leave this uh, non-light place. <laughs> well, there's actually torches lighting this place up decently. Let us leave this under-the-ground place. It, it smells very bad as well. This bad-smelling place. <laughs> uh, as you walk That's through, fine with me. you see most of these cells are emptied, and there's blood-stained patches on the ground. There are a few unmoving corpses, though, uh, akin to, to Willy Bong, the Bullywog. Is there anything that looks like there would be stuff, like material or... You could probably, uh, I mean, there, it's mostly just clothing in this room that you see these people wearing. They seem to have been stripped of any valuables or weapons. Mm, okay, never mind. Does anyone know anything about our attackers, our kidnappers, our the the creatures that have stolen us? So you would, uh, I mean, I guess everybody can roll just a history at disadvantage. Okay. I already have a negative two. <laughs> I got a flat zero. It was dark, and then it continued to be dark, and then you woke up in a cell. Mm. So I have a nine. We were kidnapped. <laughs> you were you were walking down the road in the dark, and then you were knocked out. I remember a little more. What you got? 15. So you remember the distinct sort of zing of magic in the air before you are knocked unconscious. You see these humanoid forms. Hmm. Well, long ago I was in the dark place, and there was a zing, and <sighs> I was in this thing. And you also <laughs> feel this, this burning on your leg. And your gross little out leg. Ah, <laughs> uh, what happened to my leg? It feels like something bit, almost tried to bite it off. Let me see. And I, Could I do a? Can I do like a magic check on it? Uh, you can go ahead and roll. Yeah, you can roll Arcana or medicine. Right. I'm rolling Arcana. I elevate my owl body so you can see my legs. <laughs> I don't like how you worded that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got 12. It doesn't look magical by any means. You see a symbol, a very clear, distinct symbol, but it doesn't look magical. It looks, I mean, it could be magical, could be religious, but it doesn't scream any specific type of magic. Okay. And this uh, specific symbol is of an eye without a pupil, and the iris looks like shattered glass, and leaking from this eye is this pool of black. Hmm. Uh, and you guys both have the same mark on your leg as well. Where on the leg? Probably about your thigh. Hmm. All three of us have the mark. Yeah, you all have the mark. If you look oh, over at uh, nice. Willy Bong, he tattoos. also has the, the mark on his leg. <laughs> but it's less like a tattoo and more like a burn scar. Like a brand? Yeah, like a brand. Man. Exactly like a brand. Now none of the common folk will think I'm a good friend because I've been deformed by this brand. I must have had a lot of rum last night. I'm very <laughs> unjoyous because of this fire mark. Well, perhaps we don't want our taker people to notice that we have gotten out of those uh, holding boxes. Yeah. So perhaps we should be a little bit lurky about it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good good one. Good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We that definitely is. don't want to be discovered. So yeah. let us lurk about. I'm going to fly. <laughs> you fly barely off the ground. You're in very you're in very short tunnels, but you fly nonetheless. Okay, I'm gonna try to be stealthy as we proceed. Okay, everybody can roll stealth as you proceed. I rolled a nat one on my stealth nat check. Nat one. So I got a nine. A nine. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I trip on a rock. I fly down uh, stealthily with a fourteen. In that case, 
as you kind of proceed down this hallway, you hear this sort of clatter from the right and a door swings open. And in front of you stands two goblins and they're like, ah, how are you doing that yourself? In goblinoid, I'm going to, I'm going to like stand up to my fullest height. And in goblin, I'm going to say, who are you to question me? Oh, Go oh. ahead and roll intimidation. <laughs> oh, oh. Eight. So they look at you and go, what are you talking about? You're, you're a prisoner, you're out of your cell. I'm, may I'm Greenish, the goblin. I am Lurk, a member of the Hoogus tribe, and you will obey me. I'm going to oh. stab you with this stick. I'm going to walk over and slap him in the face. Okay, let's roll for initiative. Okay. You watch as an, another goblin pops out behind him as well. He's like, ah, Greenish, what's going on over there? And we're going to start now. So Lurk got an eight. Jinsel? 17. Kogit? <laughs> 13. Lurk is going to audibly swear. So you're going to get your initial hit off on that goblin right away. Does that count as surprise? Yeah, it'll be essentially your uh, surprise round. I'm going to use my surprise attack, and I'm going to slap him. Okay. <laughs> since that's all I can do. So So roll the hit, right? 19 plus 6, 25. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so he since my, my unarmed attack damage is 5. Freak. <laughs> The uh, the lot. surprise attack does another 2d6. All right, so go ahead and roll for that. Okay, so he it's takes goblins. five plus against the wall. eight damage, so a total of you no, eight. 13? Yeah, 13, thank you. Uh, so yeah, how do you kill this goblin with a single smack? So he's we're like bickering back and forth in goblin, Uh huh. and then he like puffs at me and starts waving his hand, and I take my left paw and just kind of like pendulum swing, and I strike him right in the ear and you hear this loud like kind of sound as his head gets pushed up against the wall and splatters like a watermelon <laughs> against the bricks. Oh no, Griash! I'm gonna like growl at the other one and I'm gonna say, I am a son of Krugish and you will obey me. I have a pointy stick. Go ahead and roll intimidation. Okay. You don't have any stick. 13. Yeah, that's not enough. Damn it. I'm gonna say, then die like your friend. <laughs> And I'm gonna start like licking my hand, my palm. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Kogit. Oh wait, I don't have an instrument. Yeah, you don't. They stole it from you. They stole your instrument from you. You could be like a like a ham boner. Let's or sing. You could. All right. So SpongeBob SquarePants the movie is happening, and I'm just slapping myself. And I'm going to. What am I going to do? I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery on this alive goblin here. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Here we go. Does an 11 beat your save? No. So I I fly from behind my companion here, my compadre, and I'm going to call him a nasty, greasy little avocado. And it's going to absolutely destroy him. And he's he's going to take... Uh, this much psychic damage, too. <laughs> no! And he has disadvantage on the next attack roll. What's an avocado? Well, <laughs> far away on this faraway island, I tried them one time. They're kind of good on toast. What is toast? Oh, and it's actually Jinsel's turn. Bread. Actually, at first, not Kogit. Oh. My bad. Okay. Well, that's fine. It's your turn now. Yay! Did you already roll for damage? Yeah. You got two damage. Oh. Two, two mighty points of damage. He's just like, you nasty green avocado. And he's <laughs> like, he waves a stick angrily. <laughs> I'm going to use Mind Sliver on oh. the goblin. Oh, okay. Oh my. He has to roll a saving throw of 13 intelligence. It gets a 19 in total. Okay. After recently being called a gross avocado, he steals <laughs> himself against whatever you do. <laughs> He's too distracted. Okay, that is my turn. Now it's Lurk. Um, I'm going to go over... Actually, I'm going to grab the dead goblin by a leg, and I'm going to use that to attack the still living goblin. You don't have proficiency with uh, improvised weapons, right? Or do you? No. Does the Did the goblin drop weapons? He has like a uh, short sword. I think I'll pick that up then. Okay. I'll pick that up and I will go to attack him with it. All right, go ahead and make that attack. Our short swords, dex plus proficiency. Yeah, short sword is a 1d6 piercing finesse light weapon. Kogit, did you move up towards them? A little bit, yes. Within five feet of him? No. Okay, that's fine. Does a nine hit? Ooh, no, it does not. 
Oh. As he's kind of like wailing and, and slashing around and mm. manages to slip under your short sword stab. Well, then as a bonus action, I think I'm going to try to slap him with my two-weapon fighting unarmed strike. That's just an unarmed strike with profic- without proficiency. Yeah, well, with it, I think you're proficient with the unarmed strikes. And for the listeners at home, that's our homebrew rule. You can make a, your unarmed attacks can count as, as light for the purpose of two-weapon fighting. Okay, uh, dirty 20. Yeah, that'll hit him. Yeah, so he takes five damage. Okay, how do you do it to this one? So I, I'm going to, like, put all of my weight into this short sword, but I whiff with it. And so I'm just going to spin through and back fist him in, like, the shoulder area. But it just, like, crumples his entire chest cavity in, and he just, like, ah, ah. And then he just like fumbles to the ground and is gasping for breath. And then I'm going to go over to him and I'm just going to like take like a gorilla stance almost like hands on the ground. and I'm going to put one giant palm on his head and then just slowly apply all of my weight to that (laughs) arm as his head just kind of like smushes down slowly. And then eventually just kind of like the goblin stops moving. (laughs) And then I'm going to pick him up and I'm going to take a nice hefty bite out of his thigh and just start like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) That's not what avocado tastes like. (laughs) You said it was good on toast. Where's the toast? (laughs) I'm the toast, I thought. No, toast is like bread. Slices of toasted bread. What is bread? Grain product that is baked. We don't, I mean, it's kind of like a biscuit. I had a lot of those on the sea. Would you like some of this avocado? No. (laughs) Suit yourself. I am very hungry from being in that prison box. And I'm going to take one more bite, and then I'm going to shake him and see if anything falls out. Yeah, so you're able to find a a scimitar and a shortbow on that one there. Um, It doesn't seem to be carrying any money, which strikes you as odd. Mm, No shinies. A little beast of, like, jerky slips out of his pocket. I'm going to pick up this little piece of jerky, and I'm going to, like, tentatively offer it to Jinsoul. Would you like some of this? Some of this hard meat? I would love some. Here you go. I will take the jerky and eat it. It's actually really nice. It's really nice jerky. You're surprised that a goblin had jerky this nice. Not very goblin-like jerky. (laughs) As you're going down this hallway, you reach the end of it, and to your left, you hear, I mean, you see this, like, faint blue glow. And to the right is a clearly open swinging doorway that these goblins had just barely stepped out of. I would like to go into the clearly open swinging doorway. Okay. Good idea. So as you walk in... I would like to, like, duck way down to get through this door as a slight character flex that uh, Lurk is fucking massive. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very small goblin-y doorway, so... You do have to duck. You almost have to, like, double over in order to get through. I don't have to do the limbo, right? I'm small. Uh, no, you could dance circles in this dwarf frame. I I dance a little owl dance. A little owl dance. What does that look like? What does a little owl dance look like? Well, of course, I bring up uh, my body and show those, those thighs. <laughs> show those bird thighs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. And I tip-tap all my toes. No calves. And kind of waddle around like a penguin. Lovely. So you get into this room, and you see small uh, bed frames scattered around the edges of this cave, as well as two oversized dining tables for goblins, as well as some uh, supplies and a doorway that is visible in the back. I'm hungry. Are Uh, there any small prey animals there? There's some of this leftover avocado, and I'll Mm. hold out the rest of the goblin leg. (laughs) Maybe if if worse comes to worse, but I'm going to look for, like, some some rat or some Go ahead and roll survival. Or something. Okay. Survival Um, for finding rats. Or, or, you know, just small birds. Just whatever small thing I can find. Something else would be preferred other than a rat, but rats are You are in cave. Like a rabbit would be perfect. I rolled a... 14. Yeah, you see you see a mouse scurry under one of the crates in the back of the room. Um, there's also just food sitting out. It seems to be food. uh like so you've got like little bits of meat, some of that nicer jerky type stuff. You see like a like a keg sitting on the end of uh one of these tables. Mm. Uh it's sealed up. You can't tell what's in it yet. There's barrels along that back wall, and some of them seem open. You see even some like vegetables and stuff like that that are fresh sitting in these crates. Mm. Is there any more like raw-ish meats? Yeah, yeah, you can definitely, well, you could probably find, like, preserved meats. Uh, the only raw meat moving around this room right now is rat. And uh, gogurt. And, 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 and gogurt. Yep, and go- gogurt. Gogurt the bird. Gogurt the bird. I want, uh, gogurt the bird wants to sneak up to one of these rats. Okay. And peck at him with his beak, using um, his stealthy skills. Roll a unarmed attack. 
Well, should I should I roll like the the sneak up to him first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you got to roll the sneak. Ooh, I, I rolled an, a nat one. So uh, so as you approach these rats, <laughs> they scurry. <laughs> So I screech out in, I don't know, in frustration because my meal got away and I have to eat something that's dead. Um, I will say, Lurk, roll me a perception check. Perception check? Yeah. Eight. Yeah, so you're looking around the room and nothing super catches your eye. There's little torn up bags and there seems to be food scattered around, but... We need killing instruments. There's a door at the end of this what about these well. crates? Could I pry one of those open? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna jerky. go to the jerky as well. Okay. So yeah, you can you can pretty much stock up on a decent amount of food that's already open. As you uh, go ahead and roll like a like a slide of hand or just a athletics trick to just pry these open. Twenty two. Yeah. So you expertly rip these open, and you're seeing like like preserved meats a lot. But with uh, that there, you manage to, like, as you're opening up, you spy in the bottom wrapped in this, like, linen, and you, the smell hits your nose. <gasps> it's hard tack. Bread! I found strong bread! And I'm gonna, like, dumb, I'm gonna totally kick past the meats, and I'm gonna grab this entire bundle, and I'm just gonna start eating it by the tile. <laughs> I thought you didn't know what bread was. <laughs> this is strong bread. Strong bread. And I'm gonna, like... <laughs> You watch in horror mm. as he just takes this, like, oversized brick of hard tack. Just, like, aged hard tack, solid as a brick. And there's this horrid crunching sound as it snaps around in his mouth. Hmm, that sounds kind of good, actually. <laughs> Most delicious of all the human man cakes. I'm just going to stick with the jerky. Fine, you keep your old meat. I'll keep my strong bread. <laughs> going to eat one of my rations and take the rest of what I can gather. You cannot have my strong bread. Uh, the problem Aww. is right now you're kind of in basic clothing. You don't have any bags or anything like that on you. So you could stuff your owlish pockets with meats and, and probably some cheeses, some strong bread. I'm also going to grab some vegetables <laughs> and the cheeses. Ah, yes. This is my strong bread. What kind of cheeses do they have? They've got they've got hard, well-preserved cheeses. There's a, there's a cheese will multiple cheese wheels and then there's also like smaller wax portions an entire cheese wheel like the 90 pounders yeah you're talking like there's some of these crates where it's like food packed around a cheese wheel oh geez i'll scrape off some cheese off the cheese wheel i'll i'm going to hold some of the jerky and some of the cheese and just keep it um so i can put it in a cache later oh i see that is would you like to roll to find a satisfying hole in the wall to cache some food away yes (laughs) okay go ahead and roll me uh a perception check okay for satisfying hole in the wall (laughs) Didn't know that was this kind of campaign. Seven, you find no satisfying holes in the wall. I'm sorry. (laughs) Are you looking for a hole in the wall? I am. I can't. I would like to try and punch a hole in the wall. (laughs) Uh, Roll athletics, or actually, just roll the hit with an arm strike. The hit? Yeah. There, there's an AC to stone in the rules. Okay. Ten. It hurts. The wall does not give way. Oh, sorry. Oh, thank you. This at, is very this is very strong wall. At this moment, Jin Soul's gonna get a really weird smile on his face and his hair is gonna contract back up to his top of his head. He'll have a really short haircut and he'll shrink down. His skin will fill with warmth and be a nice uh fleshy colored. Fleshy color, like human. Mm. Human normal human skin color. And and he'll be say, I was so I was so hungry. I'm so excited now that we get to eat all this food. Why am I surrounded by small creatures now? <laughs> hey, I'm not that. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I am. And he's going to say, I'm Jin. What's your guys' name? Solo Man. But everyone calls me Lurk. Oh, hey, Lurk. I Do you am... want some? I, there's, I think there's plenty for all of us. I don't know who Lurk. left this here for us, but man, I am so happy. <laughs> I'm Kogut. What the fuck is happening right now? You have really pretty feathers, Koget. I thought you saw them earlier. What do you mean? This is obviously not the same person, Koget. I woke up in front of this feast. Did you not see him turn into a small creature? He was a normal creature, and he was pasty. Now he is a small, fleshy creature. And I, I just I'm remember gonna, how hard, hard it is to be starving all the time. So I'm, I just love all this food. I'm gonna go over and crouch next to Jin, and I'm gonna like measure him, and I'm like, "Do you see this? Do you see how small he is now?" Yeah, it's just <laughs> small and fleshy. I'm gonna like pinch his biceps a little bit, and like <laughs> fleshy and tiny. I just, I, I thought he was the same. Spirit, you know? I I might not be that strong, but I have a lot of magic. Right. 
everyone loves it when I do magic. You want to see some magic? Mm-hmm. I'll reach out my hand and using prestidigitation, I'll cause little little sparks sparks to form, and then a tiny rain cloud will start raining onto my jerky and say it was a little dry, so I wanted to moisten it a little bit. Lurk is going to <laughs> kind of step back, and he's going to get a really big grin on his face, and he's going to say, that was clever. <laughs> and it's like, it's very disconcerting, but... I can do that too. I can make your strong bread taste like rabbit. Don't touch my strong bread. <laughs> it's so good, Don't though. touch my strong bread. Have you ever had Don't rabbit? Don't my strong bread. <laughs> I'm gonna make my jerky taste like rabbit. Okay. Do whatever you want to your age meat. With your with prestidigitation, you easily make it taste like rabbit. <laughs> so, so Jin's soul is gonna be by the table. He can't quite reach something, so he gets up on the table so that he can reach it, and then just starts eating, crouched on the table. We should probably keep moving before more of these weaker goblinoids show up. Where are we going? We're trying to get out of this unlitted, above-surface-level place. Oh. We're leaving. We're trying to leave, I think. Yeah, do you remember how you got here? Are you guys here to watch me? Apparently so, small creature. Okay. Stick with uh, Krugert over here. Let's go through the other door. Okay. As you go through the other door, you see, like, uh, mishappenly thrown piles of objects. So those those cells, that you can tell that this is where they've been storing things that they take from people. Very nice. So if you would have had things on you, they would have been here, but they're probably rummaged through, could be damaged. I would say Lurk immediately sees his bag he carries his, his heart, his strong bread in, yes. and it's destroyed. Ah. They've ravaged his strong bed pouch. This is not acceptable. <laughs> There's also like an an uncomfortable amount of like clothing and items in here. Whatever. I'm gonna say, is the bag salvageable? Uh, it's tore. You might be able to like, uh, if you get like proper tools, take the time to like sew it up, mm. or like a mending spell would very easily be able to fix it. But it is a tore bag at this point. Do you gonna... do you need that fixed? Yes. I can fix that. This is my strong bread bag. I store other things in it, but predominantly my strong bread. Jin is going to reach reach over and cast mending, and his eyes will glow and his hands will glow a little bit, and he'll use mending on the bag. Nifty trick, fleshy small one. Thanks. My parents always liked it when I did that one. That is a very useful, useful magics. Yeah, rapidly you watch as the bag itself seems to like have the threads like separate off and then weave themselves back together and seal as if there was never a tear there to begin with. Mm, very nice. I'm going to stash my new strong bread in there. Uh-huh. And I'm going to look somewhat abashed that it's not as full as it used to be. <laughs> and then I'm going to start rummaging around for other useful armaments. Yeah, yeah Jen is going to be looking around and stuff, but he's not actually looking for anything. Right. When he finds, like, there's a short sword, when yeah. he, if he finds that, he'll actually grab that. You'd be able to find most basic weapons, any light armors. How many weapons can I find? I mean, how many uh, instruments can I find? Ooh, roll for investigation. At the very least, your instrument they took from you will likely be in there. Okay. The question is, what state is it in? Oh. Can I get two daggers, a leather armor, a rapier, and a whip? Yes, all those will be available in there. Well, uh, I look for it, and I roll a five. So you're rummaging around and you see, you do see like, like a drum set. You see, you see like what we would know to be a kazoo. It's like a super like shitty flute like instrument. You find a misshapen slide whistle. You found, you find, yeah, you find like a a slide whistle. The slide whistle sounds kind of fun. Oh no. Oh no. I mean, you don't find a slide whistle. (laughs) You find a harmonica. I have one of those. Ooh, Don't give him that idea either. <laughs> Jin is Jin. After brandishing the weapon and trying to swing it a few times, gets like a kind of confused look in his eyes, and then he'll grow back to normal size. So his hair will lengthen out again. And he'll pale up again, and he's like, "Ugh, well, this looks like a bunch of good, useful things. Better grab some." Do the- you have a condition? Friend. Well, it's it's complicated. Let's just say don't mess with the far realm. Is that a weak blood terminology or Oh, they're anything but weak. Oh, right, of course. And he's gonna rummage around and grab the basic supplies that you'd have for like an adventurer's pack. Okay, do you wanna just stick that in your inventory? You should be able to find all that stuff in here. You also find like merchant goods and stuff like that, but most of it is is ravaged. Mm. Are there enough adventure packs for all. Yeah, I think as you're going around, you'd be able to pretty much put together adventuring packs. I just need the rope. Yeah, yeah, you've got, you can definitely get rope. You could probably find like, even like some books and such, as well as any light armor, and I guess no 
instruments of great value at this point. Can I find my entertainers back? Like, says, and, well, your stuff you should be able to pretty much get. It's yeah. a backpack, a bedroll, two costumes, five candles, five days of rations, a water skin, and a disguise kit. Yes, you you can have all that for sure. Okay. You can also find any changes of clothes. They're not all in good repair, but I'm sure you could convince Jinsoul to clean them up. Do Allens wear clothes? Oh man, are you uh, are you that so. are you that type of bard? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to co get some poontang. Ooh, okay, audio listeners, I've got to leave. <laughs> they do wear clothes. Well, this was a this was a nice start off, and uh, we're never doing this again. Yeah. So, so I think we all uh, agree that this is the first and last episode <laughs> of the rolling from our problems. Currently, our problems are each other, so that's cool. <laughs> For the rope, would it be hemp or silk? Uh, almost definitely hemp. Silk, a 50-foot silk rope would be gnarly. Apparently, that's pirate starting equipment. Silk Perfect. rope? Could I have that? Yeah, you could have a silk rope. You can find it in your stuff, but like says, is your loot your main instrument? Yes. Yeah, you can't find that. Oh, Do we man. find rations? Yeah, you found rations room. and all that in the other room. Do we find any gold? Yeah, I would say it's in various coinage, but you'd have probably about 150 gold apiece that you could rummage around and find. Okay, cool. Another pirate starting equipment that I might have, might be recommended, is a belaying pin or a club. Yeah, all that simple stuff you could find. You could even find like things like strings and and, and bells and those odds and ends stuff in here. Just nothing nothing of great value Uh, or magical. A short sword is martial. Yeah, a short Short sword would still be fine. People carry short swords regularly. Like says, it looks like hundreds and hundreds of people's belongings. Even though the prison you were just in had maybe like 16 cells. Well, I want to find my loot, but for now, I want to take these drums. Excellent. Would you like to play us a little drum beat there? (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna escape. Gonna escape. I would like to Any just start like potions of healing. No potions of healing. I would like to just start strapping on random pieces of leather <laughs> as it fits, like where it fits. So like I'm going to take the front end of a breastplate and put it on like my left shoulder. And then I'm going to take like most of like a pauldron and like wrap it around my wrists <laughs> as bracers, just mismatching crap to fit my massive frame until I have what would accumulate to leather armor. Yeah, gotcha. So it's all like different colors, like different yeah. stains to it. It yeah. looks like some patchwork monstrosity. Yeah. And then I found what Lurk is going to use as a rapier, but I'm just for flavor, I guess. It's like a 40-inch saber, <laughs> um, but he can very much wield it as a light finesse weapon. He has two daggers, which are both collectively, each one is probably about 12 inches. Probably actually like a short sword. Yeah, and then he has a whip. I would say the whip is actually the nicest thing on him. It's like this amber-colored braided leather. And then at the very end, it's like a large pinecone-looking bundle of like hard, sharp like leather and probably some kind of stiff like steel that is wrapped in leather at the end. And it's like a hard ball spiky thing. He coils that and he just like sets it on his belt. And then he puts the sword over his right shoulder. And then the two daggers he tucks onto the back of his belt in a scout carry. You get the sense that he's he's geared up before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jin is going to look for like a nice black robe he can wear. Yeah, you'd be able to find a black robe. Again, it's probably torn to some degree, but spending okay. it, mending He's is a mend it. Yep. Okay. So yeah, like says, then you would definitely have time to sit for a moment and and repair it. I want to find like a green kind of rain. No, actually, I want to find something with frills. Frills. Yes. Okay. And Let's like see. A, a big hat. Like tassels. No, like a, like a medieval frilly shirt. Like, like a medieval frilly oh. piratey shirt. I'll have you roll for the hat. The shirt you can definitely find. Okay. Let's see how big and dramatic of a hat you can find with my <laughs> investigation skill. Yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do investigation this time. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. You find a hat clearly made for like a larger man. So it's wide brimmed. Not not so dramatic that it engulfs your body, but it's it's. It's a wide-brimmed hat. Okay. Um, and at this at this moment, you hear uh, a sound in the room behind you. You hear kind of like a shuffling of the door, squeaking on its hinges. Lurk Ooh. is immediately going to try and hide. Okay. I'm gonna start playing my drums a dramatic tone. <laughs> okay. Lurk roll for stealth. Everybody else with my feathers. 
Yeah, as you start playing the drums, you hear, ah, what was that? With my I'm feathers. I'm just gonna turn. They can't hear it much because I have feathers, though. 11. 11? Or feathery claw-like okay. structures, <laughs> appendages. You... Actually, I won't, I won't danger, tell you yet. Danger, danger, <laughs> danger, danger, <laughs> danger, danger, danger. So, yeah, at this moment, you see, uh, you hear, ah, the door's open over there. Danger, 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 hey, danger, rock, danger, rock danger, me, danger. Go. Go check out that door. Uh, why, don't, why don't you do it? I did it last time. Yeah, okay. Probably rats. Rats don't open doors, Brockney. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the goblin like danger, making danger, its way danger, up to you. Danger. Stupid danger. <laughs> Stupid danger. Uh, okay, everybody roll for initiative at this point. Okay. Not one. 17. Oh. 16. Uh, they aren't surprised this time around. Are not? They're not surprised, correct? You want to just be lurking by the doorway? Sure. Yes, lurking. Do you know what this means? This means a lurk attack. <laughs> a lurk attack. <laughs> so we have five goblins that are in this room, and one of them is pressing the door into where we are now. I like how it sounds like it's on the left side and on the right side of me. It's just everywhere I am in the cave. I mean, we are in the quilt cave right now. To all of our listeners at home, we built a PVC and Walmart blanket hut in the one room <laughs> apartment of our friend Robbie so that we could kill Wall Echo. And we're on a fold up table with bullet holes in it. <laughs> Please subscribe to our Patreon. We Please really, subscribe we really to our it. Patreon. We don't know what we're putting on there, how often, how much it'll be. But let's be honest, you've got money. <laughs> <laughs> We have the blanket cave. <laughs> Back into combat now. So as he opens the door, what he sees is Kogit's menacing bulbous eyes in the darkness shining off his torchlight. Slightly covered by a, a wide-brimmed hat, so it looks like I have angry eyes. Yes, indeed. And he goes, ah! The bird got out! And Kogit, it is your turn. I use bardic inspiration, and I'm going to focus this turn on Jin, and I'm going to sing a little tune. Here's how it goes. See that little green guy? He looks like a grape. We're gonna pop him, and we're gonna be like heroes with a cape. <sighs> and I spread my wing. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll feel oddly encouraged by that. Uh, and how much is your bardic inspiration? How does that work? Right now you get a D6, I believe. Yeah, 1D6 to any time you roll a D20, basically. One time, right after you do the roll, but before the DM says if it fails or succeeds. And you have to use that within the next uh, 10 minutes, or it goes away. You're not inspired anymore at that time. So I don't have to use it this turn? No, but within the next 10 minutes. Okay, so just during this combat? Yeah. And it's still your turn. That was your bonus action? That was my bonus action. And now... I'm going to... So I have a weapon now, so that's perfect. <laughs> I am going to fly towards the goblin and swoop by and slash his little throat. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and roll the hit. All right, with my dagger. I'm very familiar with this dagger. You're very familiar with feels, it. Feels great in the hand, in the claws, plus five to hit. Yeah, okay, so you add that to whatever you rolled. 17. 17 will hit this goblin. <laughs> All right, so I'll fly, fly by, do a flyby, and let's see. I have to roll for the damage. Okay, that's just five. Uh, is that in your turn? Um, I want to try to fly away. Okay, so if you try to fly away from him, you would have had to get into melee distance to fight him. Uh, he'll take an opportunity attack. Yeah, okay. So where, where are you flying? I am flying away to this corner over here. Okay, behind him and into the dining room. Yes. Uh, uh, he's actually, going to take a swing at you. Okay. Does a 15 hit your AC? Yes. Okay. He is going to then do six slashing damage to you. Ouch. As he swings wide with his scimitar <laughs> and catches you under your wing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, shiz. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hmm. Okay, uh, does that end your turn? Yeah. Lurk time. So there's a goblin right by the door here. Right. And he's hurting pretty bad. Uh, he is actually bloody. Okay. Sorry, what's the mechanic for switching weapons in combat? Normally, I think it takes like a bonus action if you're switching weapons. Okay. I am going to draw, I'm going to use my rapier for this one, and I'm going to attack the 
closest goblin to me with my rapier. Gotcha. Uh, and where you're hidden from him, because you are, you get advantage on this roll. Ooh, which means a sneak attack. Which means if you hit, sneak attack, yes. Okay, um, but it's not a su- he's not surprised by me? No, well, I mean, he is surprised by you, but it's not a surprise round. So my surprise attack says once per combat, if you surprise a creature with a hit. Ah, I don't need it on this guy, so I won't use it. Okay, yeah, I would probably say that counts as him being surprised. I'm not sure, but like, he doesn't know you're there, and you're going to lunge out of the darkness with a rapier, so. Yeah, I'm not going to use my, my bugbear sneak attack, though. Okay. Does a 23 hit? It sure do hit. So he takes 1d8 plus 4 and a d6 of damage for the sneak attack. He takes 9 damage. Okay, how do you remove him from combat? So Kogit lunges out with a drum set strapped to him (laughs) somehow and slashes him and then flutters away and as he kind of strokes at him in the in the air with his scimitar he turns away and then this massive bugbear appears out of the shadows and runs him through with this sword right through the back of the head and out his mouth and then just like steps into the full light of the room and lets this lets this goblin just slide off of his sword, sheaths it, and with my bonus action, he's gonna reach down and unclasp the whip from off of his belt. He's gonna unfurl it with this menacing strike and he's gonna twirl it over his head and crack it through the air. You hear four goblins scream. I'm going to move into just by this her table. Okay. And that'll be where I end my turn. Excellent. And that'll bring us to goblin time. Um, Number two is going to rush up to lurk there and make itself an attack. Ooh, that is unlikely to hit you. Does a seven hit? No. Okay. Goblin number three is going to come over and around and also try to make an attack on lurk. Does a 13 hit? No. Okay. Number four and five are going to take defensive positions behind the table, giving them half cover, and they're both going to make arrow shots, one at Kogit and one at Lurk. So the one for Lurk does a 12 hit. No. And for Kogit does a 15 hit. Yes. Oh, uh, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> um... That'll be four piercing damage. <laughs> Shot from the air. Does that knock you unconscious? Yes. <laughs> um, and that means that Kogit will begin making death saves on his next turn. Um, but that does conclude the goblin's turn, bringing it to Jinsul. All right. Well, luckily we have no healing potions. You can still use an action to, to attempt to stabilize them with a medicine check if you feel confident in that. Yeah, I don't have any pluses to that. Yeah, uh, I think a failure counts as like a failed save. So it's better for me to not. Yeah, okay. most of the time. Jinsoul is going to transform as he's running and uh, he's going to get, his whole body's going to increase drastically in mass as his arms extend a bit with glowing green scales and clawed hands. And so does his maw extend out and he'll let out a roar, the roar of a dragon. Jinsoul's now uh, emerald green dragonborn and he's going to try to get about right here if that's Yep, you can you can do that. You can you can move through. I think you can move through teammate space. If not, you'd move slightly around them. You still have plenty of movement to okay. do so. He's going to use Arms of Hadar, which is a spell that's range is ten feet around self. You invoke the power of Hadar, and the tendrils of dark energy erupt from around you and batter all creatures within ten feet of you. Um, that would include Kogit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's within ten feet right now. Okay. Well, instead. I'm going to stand to the side of Lurk. Well, I'll stand right here, right next to Lurk and the Goblin, so that it can have some of that good rogue stuff (laughs) happening to it. And I'll use Dissonant Whispers on one of the archers. Okay, which one do you want to target? Uh, Let's just do four. Okay. Wisdom save of 13. Well, you know what? An eight is not going to cut it for Archer Goblin number four. All right. That's 3d6 of damage it gets then. 3d6? Hmm. Nine. Nine damage. Nine damage. What does that look like when this goblin dies from whispers within its own mind? (laughs) It's going to make eye contact with me, 
as it sees my like lips moving and it's going to start hearing these unintelligible whispers like in his mind and the volume will slowly increase and increase until it's like a massive migraine and the goblin will buckle over um, clutching its head and then then blood will start pouring out of its ears and then it'll lay to the side dead Ooh, that's an f in the chat for the goblin boys yeah the goblin boys uh aren't doing so hot but neither is koget and that is where we end episode one oh. with koget unconscious and three more goblins still kicking about and this is how it transpired Koget was tired. We're, we're legit ending this episode in the middle of a combat session. A combat session with death throws being made. Bro, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a DM, and if you don't know what that means, it means I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, that'll be the end of uh, the first episode. Wow. Well, thanks for joining into our podcast, guys. We uh, hope that we didn't scare all y'all off, and we hope to see you guys next time. Yeah, and we promise it will get better. We're a little rusty at this. We're new to this, but it'll improve, and we hope you're there with us for it. Yeah. Our podcast has a bunch of accounts that we haven't set up yet. Those will be in the description below. <laughs> Weston also has a YouTube channel where he plays Dark Souls, and he's yeah. doing a gameplay through right now, so go check him out. What is your YouTube handle? Uh, Rock and Load. So R-O-C-K-N-L-O-A-D. Yeah, it's actually super good, funny content. And yeah, once you get past like the first couple episodes, it gets pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, I would those say. are those are cringy as hell, but they really are. Like they're great. So check yeah, them out. They're funny in their own way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it gets into actually being funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please bear with us, and we hope you guys had as much fun with this as we did. So we'll see y'all next time. Yeah. We'll see ya. Uh, yeah. There we go. We're gonna roll away from this problem now. <laughs> <laughs> In this episode, we use some of the background ambience and music from TabletopAudio.com, as well as some music by Alec Koff. Links to TabletopAudio.com and Alec Koff's Patreon are in the description below. Do we just introduce our character and then their race and class? For now, just do like their name, I think. I don't or see like like a couple words. Yeah, keep it quick. I don't see race. I don't. I don't think we should like speak about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Kogit. I don't think I'm in the campaign yet. <laughs> I cannot find the link. You know what else we're editing out? These nerds. Yep. You better believe it. Editing out implies that they were there in the first place, Robbie. My nuts are here on our video <laughs> recording. Oh. Oh my. Yeah, that's a good outtake. <laughs> Kruger over here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Kruger. Kruger, Freddy Kogert, Co- is it Kogert? Kogit, Kogit, Kogit. We, we, we're really bad. I'm so hey, sorry. Hey, audio listeners, <laughs> Robbie fine. whipped out a gun this time, but it was really <laughs> awkward. Everyone tried handing him Gogurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to... How much damage did Kurgig do to him? Kogit. Five. Five damage. It's different every time. <laughs> um, You're just a man of many names. What can I say? <laughs> Weston from the future here for a quick announcement. You can now submit critical hit effects, critical failure effects, cursed items, and madness effects to be used on our show by submitting them in the forms linked below. We will be rebalancing all submissions and shouting you out if we roll yours.